Hi, everybody. My name is Shlomo Yitzhak, and I'm in fourth grade. Hi, I'm Nachum, and I'm also in PhDS fourth grade. And we have a special job. Oh, by the way, my name is Shia. Our job is to listen to the same stories before they are distributed. Pinchas, you forgot to say your name. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I am David, and I'm friends with Sammy. We wanted to tell you that we think the next Sammy story will be really cool to listen to. My favorite part is when Sammy knocks the rub. Don't, Don't give, give it, it away. away. Well, just remember, if you hear a Sammy story, we, we all heard it first. Sammy woke up as if someone poked him with a hot piece of metal. He jumped out of bed so high, his head hit the ceiling. He landed on the floor so loudly that he woke up Chaim, as well as his brother Eli in the other room. He washed Negelwasser so quickly that the water splattered all over his bed and the floor. He raced to his closet. He pulled the door open so quickly that the doorknob came off in his hand. He put on his shirt and started to button it so quickly that he buttoned the buttons wrong. And he had to unbutton them and rebutton them. And then he got on his pants. Baruch Hashem, this went on properly. And he got on his shoes and he tried to tie his shoes very quickly. And he succeeded in tying them together to each other. So when he took his first step after that, he fell over on his nose. He quickly untied his shoes, quickly retied his shoes, and raced downstairs four steps at a time. Well, he fell down the steps. That's really what happened. And um, he bounced once on the fourth step down. Whatever. He stood up quickly, brushed himself off, ran to the freezer, got himself some ice for the bump on his head, and he made himself breakfast. A bowl of cornflakes. And he ate that bowl. I can't tell you how fast. If you were Mike Mulligan's steam shovel, you couldn't move that fast. He pulled open the door to his house, also really speedily, so fast that his father, who was coming in from the other end and trying to put in the key and push the door open, was suddenly taken by surprise, and he went flying into the house, landing on top of Sammy, on top of the floor. He stood up. Sammy, are you okay? Yata, but I'm in a big rush. See you later, as Sammy crawled through the legs of his standing father out the door. Where are you going, Sammy? Where's the rush? I'm going to school, bye! And Sammy raced to school. He was running as if he was in a marathon. He was running as if he was being chased by a lion. And he came to the school. He skidded to a stop by the door to the school. And he pulled open the door, and he ran down the hall into his classroom. He put down his backpack. He went back to the door. He pulled open the door. And he raced back down the hall to go outside and wait where he was supposed to when he got to school. About 15 minutes later, the Menahel allowed the kids to get into the building and go to their classrooms. And all of the boys were kind of milling around, going to their classrooms, And Sammy was trying to run down the hall, but he couldn't. There were too many people in his way. Excuse me. Um, Please, excuse me. Uh, Please, excuse me. Sammy, stop pushing. Yeah, yeah, what are you running for anyway? Why are you going so fast? Come on, chill out, man. Finally, Sammy got to his classroom, and that's when he realized that he had left his lunch outside. He had taken it with him while he was waiting for the class to start, and he was eating some snack 
because he really ate breakfast too fast and his stomach wasn't full. Rebbe, Sammy's hand shot up into the air. Yes, Sammy. Um, um, we didn't start yet, so could I go and get my lunch? I, I forgot it outside. Okay, Sammy. We're going to um, start anyway without you, and you'll, when you come in, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine, okay? And Sammy raced down the hall, raced out the door, and went to look for his lunch. It wasn't where he left it. And he ran around outside trying to find where his lunch was. Finally, he found it. Someone had thrown it in the garbage because it was in a brown bag. And probably the janitor saw it and just, like, tossed it in the garbage. Well, Sammy pulled it out of the garbage. Nah, it wasn't so gross. There's nothing else in the garbage right now yet besides this bag. And he raced up the steps. He pulled open the school door so hard that the handle came off in his hand. And he started to race down the hallway. Now, while Sammy was looking for his lunch, the janitor, Tony, had been given the job today to repaint the top of the wall near the lockers. You see, kids sometimes do things that make paint come off. For example, they sometimes throw baseballs against that spot. Sometimes they throw kids against that spot. And sometimes they throw old fruit against that spot. And so Tony was given the job to repaint that whole strip of wall. And so Tony is singing to himself while Sammy was racing around looking for his lunch. He had his step stool out. And he took this big, nice can of paint, uncovered it, and poured it into the special tray that you pour paint into so that you can put the roller, the paint roller in to fill the paint roller with paint so you can climb up the step stool and roll the paint roller over the wall and kind of do a quick job of painting. And so he started to roll his roller into his paint pan when suddenly... It was like a hurricane. Sammy was running back with his lunch. And Sammy was running through the halls. And Sammy wasn't really exactly concentrating on anything but the fact that he had to get to class because his Rebbe was starting without him. And so Sammy didn't pay such attention to who and what was in the hallway. And as he ran, he smashed into the ladder upon which Tony was standing. Ah, Tony said, and Sammy's foot came down, smash, splash, into the paint pan. But Sammy didn't notice. He turned around to the janitor. He turned around to Tony, and he said, Tony, I'm sorry. And Tony said, as he hit the ground, oh, thanks. And Sammy continued into his classroom, leaving a white spot a white footprint, every other footstep. He raced to his seat. He sat down. He tried to reach into his backpack to pull out his binder very quickly to write down what the Rebbe had already written on the board, and he tried to pull it out so quick, and... <laughs> Nelson, can I have my binder back? Well, you've thrown a binder at me. I'm not giving it back to you. I wasn't trying to throw it at you. I was just taking it out of my backpack very fast, and... I kind of pulled it out too quickly and it flew across the room. Well, I'm not giving it back to you. Boys, what's going on? The Rebbe said. Uh, it's not fair. Uh, Nussin's not giving me my binder. Nussin, why aren't you giving me his binder? He threw it at me, Rebbe. He threw my... Sammy, you threw your binder at Nussin? Uh, not exactly. I was just... Nussin, please give it back to him. And Sammy, don't throw your binder. He, Sammy took his binder, put it on his desk, and he realized, I need a pen. 
And this is Sammy reaching through his backpack to reach a pen very quickly. And the first thing that came out into his hand was a pencil. He didn't want a pencil. And so he threw it behind him. Uh-oh. Rabbi? Yes, you could see uh, I think that uh, maybe, uh, maybe, Rabbi, um, uh, uh, something's wrong with Sammy. Why? Because he just threw a pencil at me, and it almost hit my eye. Really? Yeah, it hit me in the arm, and my arm's pretty close to my eye. And if he hit me in the eye, then the pencil will be in my eyeball, and then... Okay, still, you're right. You can't throw pencils in class. Sammy, please stop. What are you doing anyway? Oh, you see... <clears throat> you see, the story is like this. Rabbi, today is Tzom Gedalia. Okay. And it's a fast day. Okay. And so... And so on a fast day, you have to go fast. That's why it's called a fast day. Sammy, are you serious? Uh, Yeah, isn't that what a fast day means? Sammy, have you never known what a fast day means until now? Well, I looked it up in the dictionary last night and said fast. And the word fast means to move quickly. And so, you know what, do me a favor. I want you to apologize to just then the door opened and Tony walked in. Uh, um, Rabbi? Yes. Uh, if you notice the white spot on the floor here, um, it seems that Sammy was, um, running in the halls illegally, and he knocked me over and went to my paint, and I say, Sammy, you have to apologize to Tony. Well, it's a good thing. What's a good thing? It's a good thing it's during Aserash Miyachuva. Why? Because during Aserash Miyachuva, it's a mitzvah to say you're sorry, and to, to do teshuva and say you won't do it again. So, so... That I, I get the mitzvah. Uh, if it was not during Shabbos Mitzvah, I don't know if I would say I'm sorry because I was trying to do a mitzvah and when you're doing a mitzvah and you do something else by mistake, I'm not sure if you really have to say you're sorry. Well, at least for now, say you're sorry. Uh, okay. I, I'm sorry, Tony. I'm sorry, Kusil. No, say you're sorry to Nussan. I'm not sorry, Nussan. What? I, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I, my, 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 my binder flew out of my backpack. All right. As Sammy was walking home after school that day, he saw his next-door neighbor who was really upset with his three-year-old son. His three-year-old son had run into the street when a car was coming, and the tati of this three-year-old son was yelling at his son for doing so. And along the way, together with the yelling, his tati gave his three-year-old son a patch. Sammy ran to the tati as he was lifting his hand to give him a second patch. And he said, excuse me, you, you can't do this. Who are you and why are you... I'm Sammy. I know who you are. Then why'd you ask who I am? Uh, what I meant is, why are you getting involved in my business? Well, because I don't want you to do an avira during a seris shuva. That's the time you don't want to do averas. What's the avira? If you patch your son, it's a big avira. Why is that? Because during a seris shuva. The rule is, you have to do Pach Yisrael, and your son's name is Nasan. You can't Pach him. You're only allowed to Pach Yisrael. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's what it means. I, I, I think Marabi said that. Only Pach Yisrael. That's why I'm not worried about, about anyone Paching me. <sighs> okay, fine. Okay, I, 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 I'll, I'll clarify it. And Sammy, with a smile on his face that he saved the Yid from doing something wrong during Sesame Tshuva, made his way home. 
And when he got home, his mother had out some delicious cookies and some delicious milk. And Sammy sat down and began to eat them. When Chaim came in the door and Chaim said, you'll never imagine, Ma, what happened? What happened? I was walking down the block and the neighbor stopped me. He said that Sammy stopped him from patching his son for running in the street. He did. Yeah, he said that you're only allowed to patch Yisrael on during, during the Sersh Mitzvah. He said, patch Yisrael. It's not funny, patch Yisrael. It's true. It is patch Yisrael. No, no. It's past Yisrael, Sammy. It's past Yisrael. All right, boys, I'm going to go run upstairs. We're going to go to Tashlach in a few minutes and um, finish up the milk and cookies. And Chaim noticed that Sammy was drinking the milk. And Chaim decided, it's a little time to have fun with some, some fun with Sammy. <clears throat> Sammy? Yes, Chaim. Is that milk Chol of Yisrael? Uh, what does that mean? Well, Chol of Yisrael means milk that comes from a Yid. Milk that comes from a Yid? How does a Yid make milk? I'll tell you what. Take, take, your, take your milk, okay? And I want you to drink up a big mouthful of milk. Okay, Chaim, I'm drink. No, no, not yet. Listen. And once you have a big mouthful of milk, what you have to do is you have to use your mouth and your force and your wind and you have to blow it through your nose back into the cup. What? You have to do it before you drink. You can't. It's Chal Vishal. That sounds gross. Just, just try. Sammy took a big drink. And he tried to make it come out of his nose and his cheeks were bulging with milk and he's trying to milk him out of his nose and he's trying really hard and and all of a sudden his mouth couldn't keep the milk inside anymore and he went <laughs> all over Chaim's face. Sammy, why did you do that? Well, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. Here, could you show me how to do it? No, I'm not going to show you how to do it. you got milk all over me now and it's not even called Yisrael. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I know. I know. Maybe, maybe I should just take the cup and put it, put it near my nose and drink it through my nose, and then let it come out of my mouth. It might be easier that way because then you have gravity because it goes through the nose and down into your mouth. It's like maybe it's a little easier. Chaim, seeking revenge on his brother's mess, he said, "Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do." And Sammy took the cup and put it towards his nose, and he began to tilt the cup and let the milk enter his nose. Just then, his mother walked in. Sammy, what in the world are you doing? Ama, he said, as he drank through his nose and little beats of milk went down his nasal passages into his mouth and dribbled out. I'm making Chalvi Yisrael. You are making disgusting mess. Um, no, but this is what Chaim told me. I'm Chaim said, I, 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 it was Sammy's idea. It really was Sammy's idea. He's only suggested it. I, I didn't suggest this. Okay, boys. Enough games. It's not nice, Sammy. Go clean up. Chaim, why do you have milk all over your face? Oh, whatever. Okay, clean up. We're going to Tashlech. And everyone went to the car. Ah, back to Tashlech. They got to Tashlech, and Sammy's running up and down the riverside, looking and looking and looking. Sammy, what are you looking for? Chaim asked. I'm looking for Hashem. What? Don't you know the song? Hashem is here. Hashem is here. Hashem is really everywhere. What do you mean? Because when we go to Tashlech, we're making Hashem king because they make kings by rivers. That means that Hashem is here and we're making him king, putting a crown on his head. By the way, did you bring a crown, Chaim? I didn't bring a crown. Uh, Ma, did you bring a crown? No. Ellie, did you bring? No. Uh, oh, there's the Rav. Rav! Uh, 
Sammy. Did, did you bring a crown? A crown? Yeah, to, to crown Hashem because we're, um, I think I forgot it in the Art and Kaddish and Shul. Okay, should I go get it? So, you know what? Let's, let's just say Tashlich without it, okay? And they began Tashlich, saying the Tfilos. And Sammy reached into his pocket. Yes, and you know already this part, right? Sammy reached into his pocket and he pulled out a loaf of bread. And he put it in his hands. And he put his hands backwards and he began to throw it. And everyone watched as a loaf of bread was sailing through the sky. And the Rav. Sammy? Uh, yes, Rav? Why is a whole loaf of bread sailing in the sky towards the water? Um, well, because, because you're supposed to, you're supposed to, uh, throw bread, throw bread into, into the river because of your avarice. Yeah, but you don't have to throw a whole loaf of bread. Well, it doesn't say throw a piece of bread, it says throw bread. And I'm throwing bread into the river. Does your mother know about it? I, ho- I hope she does, because that was for tomorrow's lunches. Oh, uh, just then. Chaim's, just then Ellie came by, and Ellie said, what is going on here? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, look at my notes, they're very messy handwriting, so I can't read them. One second. Ah, okay, just, not just then. Sammy's mother, who had been standing nearby, heard Sammy's talk, heard Sammy talk about her, the loaf of bread that she no longer had. Sammy's mother standing nearby, heard Sammy talk about the loaf of bread she no longer had, and she just sighed deeply. She knew that for a Sarasimei there's a big mitzvah in conquering your anger and not getting upset when things go wrong. After a few minutes, everyone seemed to be finished, and suddenly they saw it. Sammy was standing on the bridge right over the river. That wasn't something to see. Somebody standing on a bridge over a river, that happens all the time. But Sammy wasn't standing on the flat part of the bridge Sammy was standing on the railing of the bridge. And not only was he standing on the railing of the bridge, he looked like he was about to jump into the river. Sammy's mother said, Sammy, what are you doing? And then she saw him leave the railing of the bridge and start to fall into the river. And then there was a splash, and Sammy was in the river. Immediately, somebody picked up the phone and called Atzala. Another person called 911. Another person called the fire department. Another person called Sammy's father. To give him some sour, I don't know. And, Baruch Hashem, nothing was necessary. Sammy spent some time in the river, and he swam to the shore, and he climbed out. Of course, by now, there was a whole crowd waiting for him, wanting to hear his explanation. Sammy, his mother said, Why? Why were you in the river? Well, because, because, you know, we, we, we try to get rid of our avarias and throw them into the river, right? Yeah. I have so many avarias that I couldn't carry them all and, like, pick them all off me and throw them in the river. It would take, like, two hours. To, I, I couldn't do it. I figured I'll just take all the avarias at one time and put them in the river. Ah. And so I did. And now I come out without any avarias. I'm a big tzaddik, Chaim. Way bigger tzaddik than you. I think now, Chaim said, you have your first avira. Oops. Just then, Ellie pointed, Sammy, your your pocket's moving. My pocket's moving? It's, it, it's moving. Oh. And Sammy reaches into his pocket. 
and out comes a fish. Sammy, Ellie says, we're supposed to feed our Averus to the fish, not collect the Averus that the fish ate by collecting the fish. Uh, and anyway, my, my friend told me that you have to, a fish has to be a certain length in order to be able to keep it, right? Is that true? It has to be like certain length, I, I don't know. And it doesn't look, that fish doesn't look long enough to be allowed to, uh, I'll put it back, Sammy said. Uh, don't worry, I'll put it back. And Sammy took the fish and he swung it around his head like Kaparis. Around and around and around with the intention that when he lets go, it's going to fly into the river. But unfortunately, sometimes when you have good intentions, they don't turn out exactly. Just at that moment, the Rav was turning around to leave and go back to his car. And all of a sudden, there was a flying fish that flew and decided that it wanted to wear the Rav's brand new Hamburg with the Rav's brand new Shabbos hat. And the fish put it on its head and dove back into the river with the Shabbos hat on his head. The Rav turned around and tried to see what happened. He didn't even know what happened. He's like, okay, where's my hat? My yamulka." Sammy saw what happened. And Sammy said, I'm sorry, Rav. And he ran and he jumped back into the river. Everyone thought he was jumping into the river to catch the hat, but he wasn't. He explained when he came out without the hat. I was jumping into the river because the terrible Avera for embarrassing the Rav and for stealing his hat, there was no choice. I had to jump back into the river to get rid of all those Averas. Now I'm without Averas. Now, Chaim, I'm not even going to make the mistake of saying, now I'm better than you, even though I am.